You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. What's up, everyone? I'm the host of the Captain's Coach Podcast, Luke Poulos. And on today's episode, I had the opportunity to chat with former collegiate athlete and captain, Becca Varney. Becca was a two-time captain for Bryant University's track and field team. She also did her undergraduate capstone on the transferable skills developed in athletics, primarily leadership skills, and how they apply to the rest of life after and outside of athletics. Becca has obviously done a lot of research on this topic and has a really fresh perspective on leadership and has some great tips for coaches and athletes looking to increase their own leadership capabilities or the leadership capabilities of their entire program. So have a listen, enjoy, and have a great day with us on another episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast. Hey, Becca, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing? All right. Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pretty awesome. Got an, uh, I think you're our second track and field athlete to, to come on the show. And I know you have a really specific background to sports leadership. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording about your, your capstone project. So I think if you just want to start off by giving a brief overview of the general topic you, you worked on and some of the conclusions and findings you came to. Yeah, absolutely. So I did my honors capstone project on the transferability of life skills onto athletes and how a coach's philosophy might affect that transferability. Um, and so basically I looked at different effective coaches and um, how they've looked behind, like beyond this idea of winning and losing and more towards uh, this model of improving life skills within an athlete. Um, so I really looked at the coaches intentions and their values and philosophy, um, and then which life skills were most learned within that study. Um, so I do have uh, specific techniques that I kind of concluded with on there, um, but a lot of just different um, skills that I found, and um, it was a it was a really fun project to talk to different athletes and coaches um, on their experience, kind of what like what you guys are doing right now. Yeah, no, I really I really like the idea of focusing on the transferability to life skills because a lot of college athletes the vast majority of college athletes are not going to go on to a professional level and, and make a living off of sports. So it's really important that sports are kind of a segue into life and leadership obviously is a big piece of, of athletics and also the professional world once you leave athletics. So definitely that focus on what you're leaving your athletes with as a coach, as they step away from sports and kind of enter the the professional world or whatever industry they're moving into taking those transferable skills along with them is definitely a, a cornerstone of of a coach's mission um and i'm sure you're going to bring up some of the the topics and and things you kind of found throughout your research but first off what are some what are some things that the bryant track and field team did during your time there that you thought really systematically developed leaders on the team yeah, I think something that Bryant did in our track team specifically, um, they, 
it kind of gave us these smaller responsibilities outside of if you are a captain or not, um, and really allowed us to kind of take that initiative and show uh, your strength as a leader, um, which I think is really important instead of labeling, you know, one captain as the entire team captain out of 60 people, uh, kind of having different groupings of um, people that might be able to show those leadership skills or um, take a little bit more of an initiative instead of just simply, you know, putting one uh, team captain out there, uh, which is really helpful for our team as well and kind of growing that team in that aspect because everyone has different uh, learning skills and things like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely creating the intentional experiences and giving people the opportunity to to lead in different ways. And sometimes, especially on a track and field team where you have so many people mm -hmm. on a team to put all the focus on one or two individuals, there are definitely areas that maybe get overlooked or aren't necessarily a focus of the captains that other people can step up. What were some of the specific areas or specific leadership opportunities that were kind of given to those smaller groups or those smaller areas? Yeah, I think just having those smaller groups really allowed um, those leaders to talk closer with their athletes and have that connection a little bit further. Um, we would do smaller meetings with the leaders there um, and then, you know, the bigger meetings with all of the captains. I mean, we had, uh, at one point we did have six captains and, you know, some people thought that was a lot, a little overbearing, uh, but like you said, it was really, um, sometimes you miss things and sometimes you don't see what people are going through and having those uh, different leaders throughout the team, um, being able to check in on those people and being able to have that um, conversation with the team was really, really helpful for us. So would you have different leaders um, for like distance runners and then you have your field events? Um, is that what you're kind of talking about in terms of the, the smaller groups? Yeah, so we did have uh, distance captains, we had uh, jumps captains, uh, throws captain, and sprints captain. So we kind of hit all of the events groups there. And we even had a couple within sprints as well or within a specific group. So yeah, that's what I kind of mean by different groups. There's the different events. Yeah, for sure. And I think you see that in, in other sports as well. And in, in football, you know, you have your, each team has their own captain, an offensive captain, a defensive captain, and a, and a, and a special teams captain. And I think that's a definitely a good way that your coach and your program kind of broke down that, that leadership. And again, like we said, it, it just created more experiences for, for people to hone and develop their, their own leadership skills. Um, what were some things that kind of happened behind the scenes or, or away from the track and field that you felt um, either promoted leadership development or, or any kind of team cohesion? Yeah, I mean, I think it's really difficult at a college level to have the leadership development and kind of team cohesion sometimes, especially in a sport like track and field where it is, uh, it can be very individualized. Um, but some things that we would try to do when the team was all together uh, to really, you know, make it more of a team sport than an individualized sport, um, we would have, uh, we would come back onto campus for winter breaks and we would do all sorts of different activities and try to make it fun for all the athletes while we were almost the only team that was on campus during the winter. 
Um, so we would do, you know, scavenger hunts or even just little games um, within the team there that would get that uh, team cohesion. And then in terms of leadership development, uh, we kind of just try to use the team cohesion a little bit more so that everyone's kind of a leader um, and doing more of those games and planning fun trips to go on. Um, like in our spring break trips, we would do silly things like um, miniature golf or going on an escape room or something like that. And just really trying to build off of that team cohesion um, since it can be an individualized sport. Yeah, and, and it's really difficult when it comes to such a large team sport like track and field. And then especially on top of that, it being an individual sport, sometimes it is really difficult to develop a culture that kind of fits everybody and that kind of encompasses the entire team because it being individual and there being so diff so many different aspects to track and field so many different events that are broken down like we discussed earlier for everyone to kind of buy into the same culture is definitely difficult and and I like that you guys purposefully created those experiences while you were on campus alone I know when I was uh, a lacrosse player in college we were the only team, one of the only teams on campus during spring break because our we were spring sports. So there are definitely some things that we uh, that we did as a team that we could um, use a little bit to our advantage being the only ones there. Like we had a, a mustache growing contest because at West Point, you're not allowed to have facial hair, obviously being in the military. Um, so that was always one. I don't know if the That's administration awesome. uh, appreciated that too much, but uh, we, could, we could get away with a little bit. Uh, more things like that you know kind of just another uh, outlet like you said to build that chemistry create more of a culture that that kind of lets other people shine a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. the field. yeah and like you said there's so many different personalities there's so many different um, events and goals that people are going towards so sometimes it can be really tough to do that team cohesion um, but we did try to make it fun and have you know that positive environment while like you said you're the only one close to one of the only teams on campus during spring break when people are off and warm places or vacations and things like that so yeah absolutely yeah for sure and I know we were talking a little bit before uh before we started recording about how your team selects captains and you guys kind of had a little bit of a, a unique situation there if you could just kind of briefly explain how you guys go about that yeah, so we used to do kind of the typical survey where the team would essentially select the captains. Um, but when it came time for when I was a captain my junior and senior year, um, the coaches kind of took more of the initiative. Of course, it's usually, you know, the survey and the coaches combined um, to selecting the captains. Um, but they kind of leaned more towards the captain selecting it specifically. Um, which I think is great because I think the coaches can see a little bit more, but I think what made it a little bit better is that sometimes, or in our um, situation, they would give us a few months into the school year before actually selecting their captain and announcing who the captains are gonna be. So I think that it was a little bit effective in that way just because um, we were, we had to step up a little bit more and kind of show what we would be giving for the rest of the year instead of just naming somebody maybe based off of popularity or seniority. 
Yeah, and I, I think sometimes coaches kind of – they have an internal conflict of, you know, do I let the entire team just pick it and I don't have any say – or do I take it completely out of the team's hands and kind of just pick who I want to work with and that be, that be the end of the story. And I think there definitely is a middle ground for sure. Uh, obviously you don't want to discount if the entire team, you know, it's kind of unanimous. You don't want to discount that, but you know, maybe if as a coach, there is another individual that, you know, got some votes, but was kind of right on the cusp of, of being a, a most popular pick by the team, but you think they're going to do a really good job. And it's someone that you kind of want to develop a little bit more. You have the opportunity to, to kind of put that person in a, in a leadership position and, and mold them yourself. And then, uh, like you said, the effectiveness of waiting a, a couple weeks, a couple months into the school year, you know, you have that leeway with a winter and spring sport where you can kind of see what people are bringing to the table at the beginning of the school year and through the off season or the quote off season outside of your competitive season and, and kind of see how the team reacts to different individuals, how they're going to react to them that year if they made some changes in the off season away from school and, and kind of let people, like you said, it almost causes people to step up a little bit more and, and shine a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think there definitely can be, you know, judgment and drama on both ends of it, of whether it's a popularity or seniority, like you were just speaking about. Um, but I do think that there's certainly different um, positives about that way, especially for me, we waited for, to choose a team captain um, after I had already been a captain my junior year. So it was almost like I had to prove myself again until they named me captain for the second year. Um, so that kind of just made me realize, too, that, okay, um, I want to be a team captain, too, and maybe I can help others um, show off, oh, or not show off, but, you know, provide what, what we need to in that two, two weeks or a couple of months that we had. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. A little more insight into how your coach operates, what the expectations were for a captain already being one, and kind of elevate those around you to kind of rise to that level and, and those expectations and, and help the entire team kind of boost the, the leadership level around the table. And it sounds like your, your coach does a couple things really well. What are some other things that you really loved about your coach during your time there? Yeah. So we had multiple coaches on our team again, going back to those groups. So we did have quite a few coaches, um, but my specific coach, my um, event specific coach, Um, We are still very close to this day, Um, and she was great on, you know, showing what was expected of us, um, which was top priority there, but also she was able to connect with us um, and really relate to us because she was also a track athlete, Um, and then a few other things. She really believed in us as well. If we were doubting ourselves, you know, she would have that belief in our potential, Um, and then um, on top of having um, our expectations of us, but she also she also allowed us to have fun, um, which was also a great part of it. You know, some practices are really hard and difficult, but we also had a combination of practices that were fun and we were able to goof around and play games or something like that where we're actually really working. I think I was able to notice a lot of the things that I loved about her doing my capstone that we talked about in the beginning. Um, and there was really four main points in, in that um, capstone project, and it was being able to connect um, relatability to your athletes, 
having that belief in potential and um, creating positive environments. So I think she showed me that she was a really, really great coach and she was able to incorporate all four of those um, themes that I had found into her philosophy and methods with us. Um, so that's also developing me as a leader and as I continue on um, in my sports journey. Yeah, it's great. And one of the things that pops out first and foremost about your coach that you really appreciated was that that balance, the the balance between the strategy and the skill development and then that interpersonal relationship. And I think that's a, a big piece of leadership, not only as a captain, but but also as a coach. You know, you can't just be the person barking out orders and kind of leading the team X's and O's wise and, and through the skills and practices, but also on a personal level, you need to be able to connect, like you said, and and show true belief in your athlete's potential and, and kind of foster that environment where they can excel as a complete individual, not just as a as an athlete on the in during competition or or in practice. So I think definitely the the balance and the interpersonal skills as a coach and and as any leader really um is is a big piece and there was a quote I actually ran into the other day it was I think it was from from General Patton it was it, to be a successful leader you should have both good strategy and great character but if you can only do with one go without strategy and make sure you have character something mm -hmm. along, along those lines so i think your coach definitely uh, embodied that. Was there anything she did personally to, to mentor or develop you as a leader? Um, I think just the relationship that I have with her, um, it was a mentorship in its own. Um, so she really developed me not only as a captain, um, but as a person and a student and um, everything I am today. Uh, so I think just like I said, having that relationship with her, you know, she would have small meetings with me almost every day, um, which wouldn't ever feel like meetings to me, just asking how I'm doing, how the team's doing, how a particular individual was doing, um, which also made me more aware during practices. Um, it made me more um, attentive to other external factors within myself, but also the team. Um, so being able to foster uh, that relationship with my teammates even more, just given the conversations that I would have um, with my coach. Um, and so she would always challenge me um, kind of with everything that I would do and the questions she, was, she would ask. And um, like I said, not only on the track, but just kind of everything and having that relationship with me. Yeah, and it goes back to that, that balance that we were just talking about you know, balancing the, the, the track leader and, and the team leader and the captain, but also the, the holistic individual, the complete individual. And I'm sure that had a big influence on, on your capstone topic, you know, those transferable skills in life and those interpersonal skills, those, those communication skills, the aspects of being a leader that aren't necessarily the big topics that you hear in lectures or, or that you hear in the definitions of leadership, but for her to be able to foster that in you, you know, one of the tenets of leadership we have at the captain's coach is that leadership is a form of expression and, and to be able to foster that skill and that, that piece of leadership is so important that sometimes coaches can, can kind of overlook that and 
can focus more on making sure that their their message is put across in the locker room and and on and and off the the track or, or on and off the field. Oh, absolutely. She was a big influence in my whole capstone project. She was super supportive of it as well. Um, and just kind of giving me ideas for different things and understanding that um, if I was late for practice, it was because I had a meeting with my capstone advisor and kind of um, really driving my capstone because she knew the importance of it. So uh, yeah, she definitely encompassed all of that for sure. Yeah, and, and if you had to pick a, a favorite experience or or maybe your favorite part about being a captain, what would you say it would be? There's a lot of different things, but I think kind of a random story, um, an experience, maybe not the typical one that um, captains would have, um, but I think just having fun with the team was a big one for me, and um, so I took initiative on a few different occasions of making different fun videos for a couple athletes that had um, been out of practice for a long time. Um, they had either been injured or uh, really sick. Um, so just being able to bring the team together and really support those that are going through a tough time. Um, we would just do funny videos at practice kind of to lighten the mood, not only for ourselves, but for those that are going to be watching the videos. Um, so that was a really, really great time. And like I said, not a typical story there. It's typically maybe of a time that we brought the team together and won or something like that. But this was just something to keep them mood light um, and creating that positive environment for, um, like I said, not only for ourselves, but um, for those that aren't, weren't able to make practice every day and was out for a long period of time. Um, so that was a really uh, fun story stories there was a couple of times that we did that um that I really enjoyed bringing the team together for that and that's and that's you you kind of hit it right on the head with another one of our our tenants of leadership at the captain's coach is that leadership is a service and that you're not a captain for yourself it's it's not about you when you're a captain you're you're selected as a captain by by your peers your teammates and your coaches as a as a service to the rest of the team and i think that's a perfect example of what you did as a captain, you know, you went out of your way, you took the initiative, no one was telling you to do these things, but it was an area where you saw you could help out your teammates that were injured or sick and you actually involved the rest of your team and kind of had that buy-in that the team is for everyone else. It's not that the, the individuals are for you. the team, the team works as a way to lift and promote and foster an environment for every individual. So I think that's a, a great story and definitely a big takeaway for, for any leaders out there that you can always be looking for ways to, to benefit the rest of the individuals on your team. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that it is a service. Um, we're not just there to organize practices, but to, to foster those relationships and kind of grow outside of the team. I think that's a really, really good point. Yeah, for sure. And, and I know being a, a junior captain and then a senior captain, you, you probably ran into some challenges, especially it being an individual sport where you have to kind of corral a, a large group of people from a lot of different skills. What were some of those, those challenges you encountered as, as a junior or even a senior that kind of got in your way or, or anything that you wish you could have done differently or something that you changed going into your senior year to kind of improve upon those things? Yeah. So definitely the big team is, it can be difficult. And especially as a junior, you know, you have, 
those teammates that are a little bit older than you that might think that they have seniority, but you have the captain title and kind of that balance. Um, so I think that was really difficult for me is just knowing that there was, um, I think at the time I had been one or um, close to the only uh, junior as the team captain. So really having that balance with um, those that were older than me. Um, but also just, I think the biggest change that I took from junior to senior year was um, being more confident in the role itself. Um, just, just knowing what I had to do, how to foster those relationships um, and taking initiative on different issues or um, other, like you said, the services that we, we have and doing those videos and things like that. So just being more confident in my actions um, is really what changed between junior and senior year. Um, but again, um, the biggest challenge would have been having those relationships with somebody that might have, I might have seen as um, having seniority over me when I had that title. Yeah, and I know that was one of the challenges that one of my, my recent guests, she was a, a junior captain as well on, on her volleyball team at JMU, and that was the exact same thing she said was between her junior and senior year, what she really focused on working on was becoming more assertive, seeking out different areas that she could become more of a leader and kind of instead of looking to the other senior captains, that she would become that individual that kind of stepped up in those roles. And it sounds like you were, you, you were kind of in the same boat. And definitely when you're, you're dealing with that situation where there are people that have quote more seniority over you, but you're in the, in that captain role and that leadership role, it comes back to, to a balance. And another one of my previous guests, one of the, the aspects we talked about was finding the balance between accountability and empathy and as a junior and your first time as a captain and people being more senior, or, you know, they're a senior year or junior, you may not want to be this super accountable one because you're afraid they're going to, you're going to offend them in a certain way. And it's definitely, definitely a reasonable conclusion. And some people might get a little perturbed as a senior, having a junior tell them what to do or kind of call them out on things. But I think a big piece of that comes back to, the uh, the tenet of it leadership is expression and being true to your authentic self and not changing your personality to kind of combat those challenges and as long as people realize that you are acting within your own personality and you're not kind of becoming bigger than yourself or, or going out of your way to be more assertive but it is just a natural flow of who you are and the role that you're now in that can have a big impact and kind of decrease that that pressure of kind of taking on those roles as a younger captain. But it sounds like it was it was something that you definitely noticed and that you addressed going into your senior year. Yeah, I mean, I think the challenge is always going to be there for any team captain, either you're a junior or senior. I think confrontation and having that um, kind of lead over everyone can be can be tough for some people. I mean, a lot of captains want to be friends with your teammates of course um, and having that balance can be sometimes difficult especially if you need to reprimand somebody or um, tell them that they're not doing something right or whatever it might be and receiving that attitude back from a friend um, can be hard so I think that 
overall, it is a big challenge as a captain is um, being able to have that balance like we've been talking about. Um, but I think that just recognizing it can help and learning how to, to have that balance is a huge, um, huge thing to be doing, um, whether you're a junior captain or a senior captain. Um, I think that it's always going to be a challenge. Yeah, and a big way that, that coaches can kind of help out with that in a big way is promoting a culture that focuses on accountability, that, that focuses not only on the skills and the development and, and you know, being a good person, but also the accountability and, and letting people know, hey, when someone calls you out, they're not doing it because they're calling you out. They're doing it because they want you to be better and they want the team to be better. And, and the more that you can build a culture like that, the the less conflict you're going to have in those situations and having that strong team cohesion and that team chemistry that keeps everybody close that that also is just going to enhance that that aspect as well people aren't going to get as frustrated or or you know feel some type of way and get in their feelings when someone calls them out especially a younger athlete you know they're uh one of the athletes was talking about they had a team rule that no matter what year or how many, how much experience you had or how talented you were everybody had a right to correct you whether that be a freshman correcting a senior or a senior correcting a freshman everybody knew it was coming from a good place and no one ever really questioned it so i think the combination of the coach kind of building a culture of accountability and then it, it'll let the the captains and the leaders feel more comfortable in those situations because everyone knows that it's coming from a good place and is only there to enhance the team Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I really think that it does, it can come down to the captains too and making sure what's expected of you is there and um, the different roles on the team. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there any other advice you would give to fellow captains out there or, or anyone aspiring to become a captain or, or even just develop their leadership skills? Yeah, I have a lot of things, um, but to kind of keep it short, I mean, I think it goes back to my four themes that I found in my capstone project. Again, um, being able to connect with your peers and um, not only um, connecting with them, but really listening to them and learning who they are as a person and what might kind of make them tick or make them excited, having that ability to connect. Um, and also having them understand that like, you're a person too, being really relatable as a captain is huge. Um, and, you know, if you need to go out with them on the weekends to show that you're not just this mean team captain and having, um, you know, that balance. And again, like I said, being able to relate to your teammates. Um, and also just the same thing as my coach would do, um, having a positive environment, coming with a positive attitude every day, um, and really cheering on your teammates, having that um, belief in your teammates um, and good sportsmanship uh, is huge and it goes a long way not only in the attitudes that you can bring to practice and the environments that's in practice um, but just cheering your teammates on can really give them that motivation and that push to to drive harder and um, you know achieve those goals not only as the individual on the track team but as a team as a whole yeah, you really, you really encompassed a lot there, there, Rebecca. And and two things I wanna I wanna point out. You you, you keep hitting on these these tenets. The the first one 
that I want to link what you said to is, is our second tenet of leadership, that leadership is influence. And in order to influence people, you have to know, like you said, you have to know what makes them tick. You have to find out what motivates your teammates and, and the individuals around you. Because it, once you know what motivates them and what their drive and what their goals are and, and their family life, you can leverage those things and connect them to the, the greater good of the team or, or goals on the team and, and let them know how everything is kind of conjoined and how when everyone works together for this common goal, that's how you influence people to, to kind of come together to, to accomplish those things. Mm-hmm. And then the, the second thing you were talking about is, you know, we've talked a lot about the balance and, and being yourself and having a good personality and reaching out. Another one of our tenets is that leadership is an art. You know, there isn't one defined way of being a captain. There are vocal leaders. There are quiet leaders. There are leaders by example. There are leaders that don't play that much. There are leaders that are the stars of the team. And you kind of have to find out what kind of leader you want to be and what kind of leader works best for your personality and works best for the personalities around you. And I think what you're talking about there is definitely the, the balance and kind of coming up with your own leadership philosophy and your own leadership purpose um, and kind of figuring out what works best for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to have their different philosophy and uh, uh, definition of leadership. And um, yeah, it's a, got to kind of figure it out and learn what, what is true to you. Yeah, for sure. Who would you, who would you say is the, the best captain you've ever experienced firsthand and why? Yeah. So I actually was co-captains um, with the person that I'm t- thinking of here. Um, and I think it just encompasses everything that we just talked about again. Um, and being able to, he would come to practice with just such a positive attitude, even if he wasn't able to practice due to an injury, he was there anyway, cheering us on. Um, he believed in all of us. He would help us on the side, even if it wasn't his event. Be like, hey, try to do this. Um, or even just connecting with us, um, asking us how our day was, what's going on? Um, is anything like, is anything wrong? Do you need a chat? Um, and just having that relationship with pretty much everyone on the team. Like he knew, everyone knew who he was. Everyone talked to him on a daily basis. Um, So I think that just all of those points that we were just talking about, he really did encompass all of those in his own kind of funky style um, that worked for the team. Yeah, it's great. And I think the biggest piece there is, is that that general show of care for, for those you lead it really shows. And when people feel that they're important to you as a leader, they're going to feel more comfortable coming to you with issues or things they're seeing that are going on in the team that you might not see. And they're more likely to follow you and kind of buy in and they know everything that you're saying is authentic mm-hmm. and it's for the greater good. Cause it comes back to that reflection of, of leadership as a, as a service. And, and coming to practice injured is definitely a big one. I know that was a, a, a big piece on our team as well. You could always tell the guys that went out of their way to get their rehab done early just so they could be involved in practice a little bit more hands-on. It was always super beneficial to have them around, almost another, another coach on the sidelines for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and I think having that, he was the same way going to rehab before practice so he could be out there um, and just kind of seeing, hey, if if he can do it, we're okay. We can we can do this too. We can find time to get our rehab done. We can find time to do the extra work at practice and um, just having that kind of motivation there as well. So yeah, I think that was really important. For sure. And uh, I know it's getting a little late here, Becca, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but we'll head to the the more conceptual side of things. And I know you have uh, an extensive definition, but it, what is your definition of leadership? Yeah, I'll go ahead and actually just read it off for you. It is pretty, um, um, I put a lot of thought into it. It was from a woman in leadership class that I did take at Bryant. So I really did sit down and think about this. And I think it is really true and kind of goes along with the findings that I had in my capstone and really my passion here. Um, so my definition is leadership is more than propelling yourself to the next top ranked position. It's about committing yourself to being fully immersed in every aspect of your life, using the journey as the ultimate reward. Leadership is the ability to touch someone's life and motivate them to be the best they can become while maintaining consistency, optimism, calmness, and trust throughout all of your actions. Um, so I think you can tell that I put a lot of different um, pieces in there in terms of my values and how I want to express myself and my brand. Um, but it kind of does incorporate um, what I see um, and feel that leadership does mean to me specifically. Yeah, it's definitely a, an all-encompassing definition. If you really had to, to boil it down, what do you think that your definition really comes down to in terms of leadership? Yeah, I think mainly just uh, for anybody, it can be, it would be um, their values and how you want to express yourself and your personal brand um, and really what you think is important in a leader. So that's not just to me, that's, it really comes down to that for anybody's uh, leadership uh, definition. Yeah, for sure. It kind of comes back to that, that leadership is an art. And, and kind of finding out what are the most important values to you and embodying them and, and kind of using them to influence those around you. And like you said, it's, it's, it's that journey that you bring those along with you. That's the, the ultimate prize is that journey that you all are on, on the road to. Yes. What would you say the two or three characteristics are that, that make a great captain or a great leader? I think I have three. So I think the top one uh, would be relatability, like we've been talking about, just being able to relate to to your teammates. Uh, the second one, I would say being optimistic and positive and bringing that good attitude to practice is huge and can make a lot of difference. And then the third uh, factor I have is uh, consistency, which uh, we didn't really talk too much about, but just um, having the same attitude and um, mental focus at practice and conversations at practice um, with your teammates that you might have outside of practice, um, kind of keeping it consistent with your with your attitude kind of across the board. Yeah, I, I, it's too bad we didn't get to talk about consistency a little bit more, but I think that is a huge factor when it comes to leadership because it kind of comes back to that 
that point about leadership being expression and, and being true to your values. And again, not only being true to your values, but true to your actions day in and day out, your, your peers and your teammates are going to be able to sniff out and tell when you're lying. And I don't mean lying like statements. I mean, lying in, in how you act, how your attitude every day. And, and the more it changes, the more people are never going to know what they're going to get when it comes to your leadership or, or your decisions or your actions or, or your communication with them. The more consistent you are, the more people are going to know how to react to you and, and the more you're going to know how to react to other people. And, right. and like you said, that consistency is such a huge piece and it kind of plays into that relatability as well. Yeah. And I think that goes back into having that huge amount of uh, individuals on the team and really buying into you and trusting you. Um, so I think, yeah, I wish we talked a little bit more about that, but I do. I, it is definitely on the top uh, characteristics of a good captain. For sure. And uh, before we go, I want to get your, your favorite books on, on leadership or coaching or sports. So I have two just very general. Uh, one, Allie Raisman. Um, I was a gymnast before a track athlete. So that one was a really cool story. Um, just all of the hardships she's went through. Um, and then how she developed herself as a captain of mm-hmm. uh, the Olympic team. And my second one is a John Wooden book. It's his uh, Lifetime of Observations and Reflections, which is a really good, quick read of a lot of motivating uh, content. Yeah, and I, I mentioned before, uh, you're now the, the third athlete to mention one of John Wooden's books. So definitely <laughs> uh, getting on my Audible wish list right after this. And yes, then, it's a and, good one. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I know you you also had a favorite quote as well. Yes, yeah, so um, I don't know if it's my favorite, but one that stands out, especially with my values and my philosophy um, and kind of everything we talked about within the podcast today. Um, but it's actually a quote that's taken from John Wooden and Pat Summit that kind of, they bounce both this quote off of each other. Um, it's, I don't treat them all the same, but I treat them all fairly. Um, so I think it kind of just goes back to everything that everyone's individualized. Everyone has their own personalities and things that's going to make them tick and make them excited. And so I think having that ability to um, have that individualized uh, relationship with somebody, but also keeping it fair. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. If you treat everybody exactly the same, uh, it's not really in a, an effective way. But if you treat them all with the same core principles and the same core values, then it's going to come out fairly. And, and the more fair and the more consistent, again, we'll, we'll use that word again, the, the more consistent you are with individuals, um, definitely your, your results will be you'll be more effective as a leader and as a captain on and off the field. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really hits home for a lot of different points that we talked about today. For sure. For sure. Well, thanks. Thanks again for coming on the show, Becca. I know it took a little bit uh, more time to get started than we originally planned, but thank you for, for sharing your insights uh, on sports leadership and, and your time as a captain for, for track and field at Bryant. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Awesome. All right. Have a good night, Becca. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.